1: Hollywood writers are on strike. That's the first time in 15 years that's happened. So there's something like almost 12,000 members of the Writers Guild of America. They stopped working when their contract expired. What they want, apparently, is they want a higher minimum pay, but also the explosion of streaming services and the amount of content that's been produced, you know, in the last five years, they want a greater cut of that because there haven't been a lot of rules in place for how that works. Question is, how will this impact us, right? Production has stopped. You won't see any new episodes of, say, late night TV shows right now because they need their writers. Uh, if you're like me, you watch Saturday Night Live all the time. You won't see that. That show's been put on indefinite hiatus uh, until this writer strike is resolved. Uh, but what about production right here at home, too, in BC? So joining us now is Jonathan Walker, who's a writer and showrunner, to talk to us more about this. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. How big of an impact do you think this is going to have?
0: Well, certainly in terms of local production, there's going to be a decline as the, the strike goes on. The longer it goes on, the more of an impact it'll have. Uh, there's obviously shows that have an inventory of scripts that can continue to shoot But once they reach a point where they have to have the work of writers to move forward with new scripts or with revisions to current scripts, they're going to have to stop production at some point.
1: Okay. And so what are the big concerns here? I know that writers definitely want a kind of more control over their work, right?
0: Well, really what it comes down to is the ability of writers, particularly younger, junior writers, to be able to make a living from doing what we have been doing for decades. And the problem is that with streamers, the old conventional model of shows airing on network television, every time a show would re-air... Uh, There would be advertising that would be sold and there would be a cut of that profit made by the network that would be paid to the writers in the form of a residual payment. Those residual payments basically kept writers afloat between gigs because they're not always working. They're in between jobs. They're contract to contract. With streaming, now that all of that money has moved into uh, the streaming uh, arena the way that they make their money is off of subscriptions. So there's no re-air fees and very little money that trickles back down to the people who create the shows. So writers are getting a very, very small percentage of that and are now struggling to make ends meet between gigs. And that really largely impacts the newer writers more specifically, but it's it's just a a complete loss of income for most writers as a result of this new model of distributing shows.
1: Okay. That's so interesting then. So if you're a writer, you would prefer to write for, say, broadcast or network television, right? But you don't often, you don't have that choice.
0: Well, certainly with the WGA, obviously there's still a large market of shows that are done for the main networks that still run on an advertising model. Uh, but more and more we're seeing those shows end up on streamers regardless. And what used to be a revenue stream of airing on networks is now being put off to streamers. Even networks like NBC have things like Peacock and, there's no residual model there that really fairly compensates writers. So really, this is an issue of not wanting more money. It's actually wanting to get back to a place where we can make a living from doing the work that we were doing before.
1: Right. And so how much of an issue has this been the last few years, Jonathan? Because there's just been an explosion in production for the streamers, hasn't there?
0: Yeah, as streamers have diversified as more streamers have come into the marketplace. There's been a lot of new programming and the outside observer may think, well, this must be a golden era for writers because now there's more work. There is more work, but the work is paying vastly less than what it used to. And so as a result, this new model is better for the consumer in the sense that there's all this wonderful diversity of choice, but writers are still doing the same amount of work to make those shows happen so you can watch them, uh, but we're not actually making anywhere close to the money that we would be making if the model had not changed the way that it has.
1: Okay, so how long do you think before this is kind of felt in terms of production?
0: In terms of how it's full production, well, I think that there's certain shows, like for instance, I'll give you a great for instance, a show uh, like Last of Us that lots of people are very excited about is supposed to be starting to shoot its second season. They will have some scripts banked. They may even be able to shoot some of those episodes, but they will probably not be able to finish their season. So that means we will not probably see The Last of Us. Uh, For quite some time. Uh, The longer the strike goes, the longer that show will be delayed and won't come to air for a longer period of time. So it's going to be a cumulative effect. Things will start to slow down the longer the strike goes.
1: Okay, well, that's a really good example because that's also supposed to be filmed here.
0: Yes, that's true. The second season is uh, in pre production in Vancouver and Lower Mainland shoot for the summer was what was planned.
1: Okay, what was planned? So all of this, so this has just started. Do you foresee this taking a while to get resolved?
0: I think it is going to take a while to get resolved, and the big reason is that we are the first, the Writers Guild of America is the first union in line to want to renegotiate uh, their contract with the AMPTP, which is the producers' association that all the big streamers and networks are are part of. Um, The Directors Guild is coming up after that. SAG, the Actors Guild is coming up after that. Uh, They all are looking at these same issues and looking at the way that they're not actually making revenue from these services, you know, the streaming services are now a $30 billion industry. And uh, they're just not trickling down to the creatives that make the shows. And so all of these unions are backing up to uh, renegotiate. And as a result, the AMPTP are trying to strike a hard line now, so they don't have to give up much as they move forward. So it's going to be, I think, probably a protracted strike.
1: Right. So this is the template is what you're saying. So that this could be the thing that everybody else looks to points to.
0: Absolutely. All the other unions and guilds will be looking to SAG to make the best deal possible because they will use it as precedent when they go in to negotiate their deals in the re- probably the latter part of this year.
1: Jonathan, what's it been like for you? You are a writer. You are a showrunner. So does that mean you, you have you been uh, were you pressured to do a lot of work up until the strike so that you know producers could stockpile stuff?
0: Well, this is the other big problem in the industry, and it's one of the things on the negotiating table, is that we're increasingly moving towards a model where a lot of work that used to be paid for writers to develop new programs and new shows is now unpaid work, and so we're expected to do a lot of uh, prep and a lot of research and a lot of writing and deliver that material without getting compensated, and we only get compensated if the show gets made, so I've been doing an enormous amount of work in the past six to eight months trying to get new shows lined up. Those shows are now all on hold because of the strike, and so I, you know, it's a case of not earning anything during this period of time and having to make ends meet. The writers are used to this. We always have a gig-to-gig mentality, and you have to make sure that you put your money away when... You know, you're working so that you have money and resources when you're not. And this is one of those situations where we're all just going to have to tighten belts and get through it.
1: I guess also what I find interesting here is that, boy, it's been such a topsy turvy world when it comes to production and, and at Hollywood and entertainment in the last couple of years with the pandemic. And it felt like things were just starting to get back to normal, didn't it?
0: It did. We had to jump through a lot of hoops, obviously, like many other industries, to keep our sets safe and to continue with production. We obviously have emerged from that to a large degree. But yes, this is unfortunately another of many storms that have hit our industry that have impacted the ability for people, everything from crew to cast to writers uh, to make a living from this industry. It's increasingly difficult. And, uh, you know, at this point, we're just trying to fight for a fair share from the streamers.
1: Well, Jonathan, thanks for explaining it to us this morning. No problem. Thanks. Appreciate that. Jonathan Walker is a writer and showrunner talking about this writer's guild strike. You've probably seen the headlines, right? He's seen the headlines, read the stories, heard something about it and thought, well, well, it doesn't really impact you. It does. The great example that Jonathan just gave us is The Last of Us Season 2. Huge. Remember the, I mean, even the mayor of Vancouver, Ken Sim, was all excited about The Last of Us Season 2 picking. Vancouver was going to shoot here for Season 2. What a big deal. Yeah, all of that uh, potentially on hold because of this strike. Without writers, they can't get all the episodes written. They can't move forward with production, meaning that's just one small example. Think about all the other productions that we have here uh, that will have to be put on hold or wait or potentially cancelled if this Writers Guild strike continues. And so that's why it's an interesting one to follow and take a look at.